Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, NLP trainer and change agent here, and you're listening to episode 91 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast designed to support entrepreneurial couples, people in business partnership, and anyone looking for more tips, tools, and strategies to add to the quality of your life. So welcome to today's episode. Episode 91 is entitled Raising Children with a Narcissist. Um, this is an episode that comes from a series of requests. Um, I was a little bit apprehensive to tackle it because it's such a massive area and there's so many labels going on around people's uh, styles of behavior that that too makes me um, quite nervous. I don't necessarily like to talk in identities. I don't necessarily know that I'm qualified enough to say, oh, that's a psychopath that's a sociopath, that's a narcissist. I know what those definitions mean, um, but I'm more interested ideally in themes, um, themes of kind of challenging behavior, themes that indicate abuse um, of some form, and the kinds of things that really challenging people uh, tend to do, strategies and tactics that make our life hell. And unfortunately, the strategies exist because they work. Um, that's the that's the tough thing too. So, um, thank you to everybody who, in one way or another, um, brought up the idea of doing this episode. And so, um, here we go. And I really hope it helps. Um, I guess, like I said, the the first thing with extremely challenging people is is whilst there are certain similarities of, of themes, the the ways in which people control us, the ways in, pe- in which people feel entitled, the areas in which they decide within our life and relationship to control, how aggressive they are, how predatory they are, um, how aware or unaware they are of the kinds of tactics they're employing to make our life hell or our children's lives hell. There's a lot of variance here. Um, and then, of course, also depending on your situation, because you may be in relationship with someone who's very challenging, very entitled, very self-focused, believes that um, the idea of we as a couple really means, um, you know, we is about how do you serve me? Um, And, you know, when our partner almost looks like at us and our kids as an extension of themselves um, and that their needs requirements, uh, emotions, um, and thinking trump everything else and, um, that there is no room for anyone else's considerations or ideas, you know, or, you know, so that if we're in partnership with that person or perhaps, you know, we've split up and, you know, we're, we're not under the same roof, but we are sharing the parenting or whatever version of dynamic that you that you have in in those situations. Um, you, you know, and again, also dependent on the age of your children, um, there's a number of things to consider here. Um, and I would w- like to say that this is where I get nervous because it's this is not 
necessarily specific advice. I can only talk in generalized guidelines because everybody's situation is startlingly, startlingly different. Like I said, depending on the, the makeup of the challenging person that you, you, you're co-parenting with um, and, you, you know, the personality, you know, um, uh, preferences of your children and, and then how big the family system is. And, you know, there's a lot of variables to kind of consider. But we'll see how we go. And, and as I say, hopefully there's some elements of value that you can take out of uh, this particular episode. And, you know, what I firstly want to say is my, my thoughts go out to you if, you if you are in a situation where you have to co-parent with someone who sees the world very, very differently to you but offers very little room and consideration for your views, for your needs, doesn't seem to be able to offer room or consideration for the children's needs, um, then it's tough. And, and above and, and beyond, you know, we, we need to make sure we're doing everything to preserve our physical safety and the physical safety of our children. Um, and when I say that, I definitely don't want, want to undermine the, start, the startlingly damaging effects that if we're with someone who consistently uses psychological abuse strategies to keep control over us, um, to keep us off balance, to keep us in doubt, um, then, you know, that too is, is, I think it's really underestimated just how toxic that's, that, that, that um, kind of degradation and continued, continued devaluation occurs. So, you know, I really want to extend my um, heartfelt thoughts if you're in a really challenging situation. And, and then one of the elements of that is, you know, these types of, you know, some people excel, I guess, at hijacking our attention. You know, if I've got a sense of narcissistic entitlement and the world revolves around me and I can only see things from the filter of how do I get what I want and I'll use any means necessary to do that and I want to control everything and I believe I'm the absolute authority um, and that um, under no circumstances should my views of the world be challenged. Um, you know, these people can really hijack our attention. Um, and so the first thing you need to be mindful of, or one of the first things you need to be mindful of, is you need to really make sure that you leave adequate room for yourself. Um, especially if you've got young children, this is going to be a marathon and you need to take absolute exquisite care of yourself. Um, so as much as we can, because you can get into the trap of constantly fixating on what your partner or ex-partner is going to do and what they're going to do to you and what they're going to do to kids. And, you know, um, we, we can have all our attention fixated on that and, and wind up in anxiety and stress around that. Or we're overly focused on the kids uh, because we're worried about the consequences of, you, you know, what, 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 uh, what our partner's like with them. And so bit by bit, it can be very easy to lose any sense of focus on self or our needs um, can get pushed to the back. And, you, you know, you're, you're central to the, you know, to, as a support mechanism to the, your children. So, you know, you really have to find space as best as you can to make yourself a priority, to, to attune to your own needs, both your emotional needs and, and, and your physical needs and, you know, make sure that you're included because 
it's very easy to over time you know take ourselves out of the equation or continually put ourselves last and that can come at a very very considerable cost because in these challenging dynamics you need to be as physically and mentally healthy and sharp as you possibly can um, especially if we're talking about being in a relationship with someone who's highly calculated knows exactly what they're doing um, and does it anyway because you know there's all kinds of reasons why but but customarily if we think we're entitled to behave in a certain way and, and you know I want to keep power over the situation and control and I'm you know I'm not um, concerned as to what means I will use to do that it's it's a win at all cost kind of mentality that I'm taking on um, you, if you're up against someone who seems to consistently um, hold that worldview then you're going to need to be at your best um, so self-care self-care and self-inclusion are, are huge here um, and doing those consistently and being mindful when you have started to overly fixate on your, your partner or your ex-partner and overly fixate on the kids um, the, so that's that's one thing to kind of say the, the other thing we need to be very very mindful is um, not to get into the trap of parenting in the polarity you know let's say for example um, the children get very little attention um, or compassion or consideration um, from the other parent so um, our response to that is to overly attend to them be you know overly allowing um, overly nurturing the, the these things are just kind of swinging in the polarity and they create their own set of problems uh, you know because my partner really disempowers the children I will swing in the opposite and I'm, and I'm going to end up creating falsely empowered children and so what what children end up getting is is no sense of healthy moderacy and, and a healthy middle ground so resist the temptation to overcorrect um, uh, relative to what you're seeing from your partner or ex-partner that's going to be so important that you really making sure that you're you know navigating from moderacy that you're making sure that if the children are you know are treated like mini servants to a dictator so to speak that you don't you know drop all sense of authority authoritarian parenting because children need boundaries children need guidelines and and you kind of go oh well they get you know they get so squashed and restricted with um, my partner you know I'm gonna just let them be free spirits and do what they want. Um, like I said, that's when we parent in the polarity, we just create a different set of problems. And so, the, you know, the, the, and the children need healthy role models. So it's making sure as much as possible. Um, also, what's very important and part of your self-care is that you get a good support group around you, um, both, you know, the people in your personal life and even there's lots of professionals you know, professional resource groups that look at um, and support people who've had relationships with um, social psychopaths or had relationships with extremely narcissistic um, people or, um, um, you know, groups that support um, people who've been in very, very abusive relationships. Um, you know, education is one of our, one of our keys and one of our resources. And, and even if, you know, it's not safe to have those sorts of resources available at home. Perhaps you can hide it at a friend's place. 
Um, and that's where our support groups become so important because one of the things that really abusive people do is they try to isolate us. You know, they'll knock down anything that they see as a threat to their totalitarian authority. Um, so, you know, I can be very con controlling around who you see or I can really dissuade you from, you know, you need to put all your attention on me. Um, and, you know, I want you all to myself because I love you so much, you know, which is a statement of possessiveness. It's not a statement of love. Um, so we, as challenging as it is, we, we have to be letting other people know what's going on for us. You know, if, if a, an individual is really good, really effective at abuse techniques, one of the ways in which that's done is by, you know, isolating you, but also making sure that they, their public image is squeaky clean um, uh, or as much as it possibly can. Because, you know, what I want to do is, you know, derail any sense of credibility from you. You know, I, I'm, um, if you do start to complain to people or query, then really what I, you know, optimally, if I'm fostering my external image, um, what what I want is people going, what? No, you're crazy. Or people saying to you, oh my goodness, um, you know, your partner's a dream. You're so lucky to, to have him or her. Um, you know, this is one of the, the elements of really um, skilled abusers is they're very much into positioning. They're very much into managing um, their impression in particular in, in a public kind of forum. So you going silent um, as a response to what's going on for you is not going to help you. you. You need to be talking about it to people. You need to find people you can trust. Um, you need to, unfortunately, in my opinion, really understand the law of the country that you're in um, and understand what your rights are. Uh, you know, under the law, um, any exchanges that um, seem threatening or fearful to you um, you need to document somewhere um, if you can. Be, be very, very careful that that material doesn't get found. Um, uh, you know, but um, there, there may come a day when, when um, you know, custody is used as a tool against you. And so you have to be, you have to be prepared to be able to, you know, logically present the facts. You know, what we want to do is we want to rage and we want to be frustrated and we, we want to scream in frustration and it's not that those feelings might not be valid if you've really been suppressed by somebody and controlled very heavily by somebody for a long, long time. Um, but that's unfortunately not what a court system is going to respond to. They're going to want facts, data and proof. So the more you can document a history um, that can be uh, presented as evidence in, in court, then you know, you might be well served to do that. I've had lots of incidences in particular, you know, some in, in the personal relationship arena, but certainly in the workplace where because people haven't documented ongoing bullying, um, when things have surfaced, um, it's been a lot more difficult to prove um, or bring a person to account because there wasn't adequate, there's not an adequate enough um, history uh, of what sort of happened. So, you know, where you can uh, find somebody who can help you understand the law or um, get some knowledge on that yourself. This this can work really to, to help you um, uh, stay as safe as possible. Um, get a good support group around you. Like I said, silence is not a, you know, is not, is not a um, adequate enough defense. Um, 
and that goes uh, a little bit too over time to um, as children get older, as children start to ask questions, um, you know, again, we take the same approach with kids. Sometimes we think that we're shielding children by not letting them know anything at all. But children pick up that something's not right. And silence and no information whatsoever um, is is no, no defense against the world. Um, we leave people ignorant. We, you know, if, if I'm narcissistic and very good at impression management, trust me, I'm, I'm telling the kids, you know, I'm, I'm pumping the, the kids' heads full of ideas. Don't you worry about that. So, you, you know, it's, it's, you, you've got to be able to be able to not, you know, and there is artistry in this. It's not easy, but um, where we can, we're talking a little bit about what's going on rather than not talking at all. And also when we talk about it, we're making sure that we illustrate to children that, that we're, you know, by telling you this and saying that, you know, mum and dad or dad and dad or mum and mum aren't getting, don't get along very well from time to time um, or have difficulty discussing certain things. Um, but you don't have to worry about that. You know, we'll sort that out. I'm, I'm taking care of myself. You know, children worry about the, the welfare of their parents. So when, when we are informing them a little bit about what's going on, we're making sure that they don't go into a protective mode for us. We're reassuring them. You know, I had an incident when I was married at, um, um, back in the day um, where I was doing some grief work around being an adoptee and there was a patch there where the, you know, the grief was uh, a little out of my conscious control and a little bit engulfing. Um, so I realized that I was probably in a space where even though I was doing everything to contain myself, it it was fairly evident I wasn't myself, so to speak. Um, so I thought instead of letting the kids try to figure out what was going on, they deserved an explanation. And all I said to them, I said, look, you might notice over the next week or two, um, I'm sometimes a little distracted. I sometimes might be a little sad. I sometimes even might cry. You, you know, you probably won't see much of that, I'm, you know, but, but I just want to let you know, um, I'm just dealing with some things that happened to me um, around being adopted and, and some of the sadness that's come up about that. I've, I'm perfectly safe. I'm perfectly okay. I'm being supported by people. It will pass. It's absolutely fine. But I just wanted to let you know in case you wondered why from time to time I might be a little bit distracted or look a bit sad. And pretty much once I told the kids that, they were both, you know, oh, okay, um, you know, you know, the, the really, I anticipated a few more questions than I actually got, but that seemed to be enough. But I noticed from then on that neither of them tried to be around me and suck up my energy or, you know, or were overly worried, um, about me. I was free to go about doing my, continuing my healing work and, and they were free to just go about being kids. So, you know, um, there's, that's where it's important that, you know, and like I said, you know, that we are talking to people outside of our family system. We're not, we're not keeping this all bottled in because there might be a time when we do need to take it out outside and, and, and to have people around who've, who know of the history, have got an understanding of it. They've got a half eye out for our welfare. Um, you know, because these things often 
um, you know, really toxic, abusive dynamics are allowed to run because, you know, they're left in secret for so long. The wider society is not educated on what the real warning signs are. Um, we, 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 we don't tend to look past people's stories. And if I'm, like I said, if I'm a good abuser, then I'm a pretty, generally pretty, one of the things that let, makes me so good is I'm very good at impression management, minimizing and reinterpreting things that happen. Oh, that was nothing really. Oh, you know, they just get a bit upset once in a while, but you know, um, that's what they're like. They're a bit volatile, but not me. I'm cool. I'm calm. I'm collected, you know, um, wh whatever kind of, um, self PR we're going to do. So, um, this episode's kind of come out a little bit all over the shop, but I hope uh, it helps a little bit. Um, I think there are some exceptional resources out there around looking at, um, in particular, um, fairly calculated people um, who are out to serve and meet their own needs, you know, potentially by any means. Um, so I would certainly recommend looking as you know like i said the more educated we are around um family dynamics and in particular uh, uh, abuse and control dynamics um it, it helps us to navigate um, it helps us not to be in so much doubt to obsess so much um, because remember that's one of the key tools of, of somebody who's looking to keep us in control they want to keep us on the back foot they want to keep us in fear they want to keep us in doubt because, you know, that makes it harder for us to see clearly what's going on. And they certainly don't want us to see clearly what's going on, because that might mean that they have to come to account and change their behaviours. Um, so we might do, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely something I think I'm going to talk about some more and, and put a couple more episodes uh, together on. Um, but I hope this is a start point. Like I said, I think education is super important here. Um, sorry, the episode's been a bit of a scramble and I've jumped all over the place and I've really probably only touched on a couple of things very shallowly that are, that really definitely deserve more focused content um, and, and education. Um, but I would definitely recommend, say, the work of someone like psychologist George Simon. I think his work is excellent. Um uh, and he's written a number of very good books, and there's some resource of, from him on YouTube. And the same would be, uh, there's, there's lots of great people, but the other one I probably want to make mention of is uh, a gentleman called Lundy Bancroft. Uh, much like George Simon, these uh, gentlemen specialise in working with, in particular, um, uh, a section of our society that's more prone to uh, abuse and self first, everybody else second, in particular in the dynamic of um, um, uh, a sense of entitlement around relational partner. Um, love means you do everything for me um, and exactly the way I want it, thanks, um, and varying versions of that kind of theme. So Lundy Bancroft would be definitely someone to have a look at. He's written some brilliant books too. Like I said, psychologist George Simon, and there's plenty of other great resource out there. So. Um, when, when you can and, and if you can safely, um, definitely do that. And like I said, reach out, get yourself involved in some um, some support groups, let people know uh, what's going on for you. It can be um, tough to talk about, but I think it's very important that we try not to carry the burden all on our own, that, that we really do um, get others around us um, to support us um, in the raising of kids. And, and that goes not only for people who are in relationship with extreme 
uh, kind of dynamics involved. But but for all of us, you know, even in healthy relationships, we all we all need a helping hand and um, get good tribe around us because we have certain people that are better at certain areas of life than others. And why wouldn't we try to draw in the best kind of support in every area of life we can? So tribe is important. We need tribe um, to to help us with you know achieving our life goals and getting over our obstacles and also with raising healthy, functional children. So um, thank you, and I really hope the episodes help. Like I said, it really has just scratched the surface. This is a, These areas are massively deep and complex, um, but I hope it, it, it at least gives you a few things to think about. And um, thank you very much for listening. So as always, for those of you who've been joining along the, the, the show for a, a long period of time, my deepest and most profoundest gratitude to you. Um, and really, you know, thank you for taking time out of your life to to spend um, on the program. If you're just joining us, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to continue to support the program, um, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. And we're also available on Stitcher and Podbean and emergencetraining.com.au is the website if you want to check us out there too. Um, and some of the resources and trainings um, that we have available uh, in that arena. And um, as I mentioned, this was a request by a number of people. Thank you so much um, to the people who did reach out in in varying ways to uh, request this particular episode. It's a start. We'll probably do some more, um, but but I hope this helps a little. Um, And if there's any other episodes that people want to um, or topics people would like me to do shows on and if I feel like I'm kind of across it to a degree, um, you could never, you know, you could never keep learning in any of these areas. Um, But if I feel like I've got something to offer in that area, sure, I'll I'll give it a go for you. Um, So thank you again for for listening to uh, the episode and and being, taking the time out of your life to to be with us on on this particular episode. Uh, podcast episode. And um, until next time, all the best and bye for now.